Hey friends, if you struggle to find time to read the Bible, or maybe like me, you do devotions in the morning, but then you could use a little more scripture in your day, I want to make sure you know about the Dwell Bible app. What makes Dwell so special is that they read the Bible to you, and you can choose from all different books of the Bible, different plans. They even have Dwell Daily, which is a daily devotional. And what really sets Dwell apart is that they have a variety of voices. You can have read the Bible to you. Over time, I've listened to Rosie the most. She is soft and relaxed and makes you feel like you're sitting by a fireside being read to. I also love Amber's voice. It's comforting and eloquent. So good. And then you can also choose what you want in the background, whether it's music or white noise. I love hearing the piano being played while I listen to the Bible being read to me. Pretty special. Dwell has something for everyone, men, women, and even children. So go over to dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson to receive your 25% discount today. Again, that's dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson for your 25% discount. I know you're going to love it. So check it out. Let me know what you think. Aloha and welcome to episode 39 of the Boy Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Monica Swanson, and I'm so glad you're taking time to be with me today. Here on the Boy Mom Podcast, it's my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this amazing but often crazy world. I hope that you've found the topics we've been covering encouraging, inspiring, and really helpful in your adventure of raising boys. And you know what, guys? I love to hear from you. If you have topic suggestions, interview suggestions, just a comment or a question for me, you are welcome to email me at aloha at monicaswanson.com. Okay, so today's topic is one I'm super excited about. I have a guest with me who I've been wanting to bring on here for many months. You've been hearing from a lot of boy moms over these past few months, and today I'm bringing you an expert girl mom. That's right. My online friend, Carrie Kampakis, is with us today. Carrie is a mom to four girls. She is a speaker, an author. She's got a lot of viral posts over on her blog, and you know what? She's someone I look to for wisdom. I have read so many of Carrie's posts that have inspired me in raising my boys, and I've shared them all over on social media and on my blog. I just think that Carrie is a wise woman, a woman who's very discerning and very um, just a great communicator. She's also a ton of fun, and so I really wanted to bring her on because I thought it would be great to hear from a girl mom, her perspective, some of the conversations she has with her daughters as they talk about boys, about what they're looking for in boys, about the things that really matter to a teenage girl getting ready to launch into the world when it comes to boys. I knew Carrie would bring us some really great insight, and she did. So I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. Now, we're going to mention a bunch of different blog posts that Carrie's written, and I will be linking to all of those over in the show notes, which you can always find at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. Today's episode is specifically found at monicaswanson.com forward slash episode dash 39. So I hope you'll be able to click over, read some of her posts, and definitely pre-order her new book that she'll be mentioning in today's conversation. I can't wait to read it. I know it's going to be really good. Carrie also has some fun news that she hasn't even shared with her own audience yet, and somehow I was able to get it out of her, and so she shared it with us in today's interview. So you can be a first to know some big news coming from Carrie that you'll hear in our interview. So I'm really excited about that as well. 
All right, without further ado, I'm going to let you listen in as I have an expert girl mom talk about her perspective on raising boys. I hope you enjoy. Well, aloha, Carrie, and welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast. Thanks for having me, Monica. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, now you're used to speaking to big groups of girls and girl moms, so this is a little different audience. you got a lot of boy moms listening. <laughs> I know. I'm excited about it. It's, it's refreshing to have a different audience. It is, and a lot of the people listening I know have girls as well, so um, we're going to be making sure everybody knows where they can find you. I, I was trying to remember before we recorded when I first met you, and I can't remember when I first came across your website or your writing, but what I do remember is when I first saw you and I dove into your website and started looking around, I had two thoughts. The first was, oh my goodness, she's just like me, but <laughs> but she's got four girls and she lives in the South and she has a darling accent. And then the second thought was, man, we could do some sweet arranged marriages here. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, and, and I'm trying to remember too, I remember stumbling across a few of your blog posts I guess I, I saw them shared on Facebook mm-hmm. and, um, and this is so God working in my life. I remember thinking, wow, she is so wise. I like this. I like this lady. I feel like we're kind of living parallel lives just mm-hmm. with different genders. And then soon after, maybe you emailed me, maybe it was a, mm-hmm. one of my articles that I'd written. You emailed yeah. me and made that connection. And I thought yeah. this is so neat. I was just admiring her work and what she's doing. Oh, so, well, I have found so much wisdom in all of your writing. Your blog posts are amazing. I've shared them like crazy. And you're my go-to when I get those moms reaching out saying, okay, do you know anyone that does what you do but for girls? And I love sending people your way because I trust your wisdom. Everything you've shared, I'm like, amen. My stamp of approval is on all of it. So anyone listening, you're going to want to track this woman down and follow her. And I'm sure if you can see her in person, all the better. Oh, you're sweet. Well, I'm the same way with you. Anytime I get emails probably every week, what is some resources? What are some resources for boys? Like what you've done for girls? And I'm like, I've got the perfect website for you and the book. So that's why I was so happy when you have the book come out too, to have it all collected in one place. That's right. I love it. Yeah. And Carrie and I are, you know, on the side dreaming about trying to get together and do some events together where we could speak to the girl moms and the boy moms. But before we dive into this conversation, because I am just so excited, I I think I've been more excited for this conversation than most just because I get to talk about girl stuff. But I would love it if you could introduce yourself for anyone who doesn't know you already, maybe a little about your background, your family, what you're doing, and maybe a few things coming up real soon with you. Okay. Uh, My name is Carrie Kempakis. I'm a mom of four girls and a wife here in Birmingham, Alabama, as you can tell by my accent, I'm sure. we I, I write books for girls. I've written two books for teen girls, 10 Ultimate Truths Girls Should Know, and Light, Whose Approval Are You Living For? Um, mm-hmm. I was writing for moms before those books. And then when I had the opportunity to write these books for girls, my heart kind of switched to adolescent girls. Mm-hmm. And that's really been my, I guess, my place in the last few years. And then about probably about two years ago, God started softening my heart toward the moms of teenage girls as my girls mm-hmm. became teenagers themselves. And I started realizing how hard it is and how lost so many of us feel in this stage of parenting. So um, I spent last year writing a book for moms of teen girls, and it's called Love Her Well, 10 Ways to Find Joy and Connection with Your Teenage Daughter. And it will come out this coming August, um, August 18th through Thomas Nelson. So I'm excited about that. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about that, too. Okay. And how, how old are your girls? They are, let's see, they're 17, almost 15, 13, and 10. Wow. That's, 
you're busy and your girls are very active as well, right? What are some of the activities they're involved in? They are. They, we have um, a cheerleader. We have a dancer. I have one who wants to be an actress. And then my oldest daughter is in 11th grade and she um, actually quit cheer this year. She had done it for four years and she's just focusing on school because that's become so intense. So um, it's been good. I felt like she's had a lot more time at home and just more downtime this year. So I've really enjoyed that. Oh, so special. I love to just kind of daydream and imagine what your life and home are like. (laughs) It's chaotic. I mean, right. And you mentioned your book liked that is one that I've both written about shared online. And um, I've had my boys read much of um, that book, because though I know you wrote it for girls, I just think it is such a powerful book, encouraging girls in this age of technology, social media, all of that. Tell us just a little bit about that book and we'll make sure to link to it. Okay. Yeah, that book is uh, liked whose approval are you living for? And basically the premise is, are you living for the approval of people or the, the audience of one living for God's approval? Mm-hmm. And um, it really came out of the need when I, my first book came out, I felt like all the girls were asking me questions about friendship and just the issues they were having with their friends. Mm-hmm. And then all their moms were asking me, can you please talk to them about social media? Because social media was really booming at that time. And all their daughters were asking to get on it. And the moms mm-hmm. were like, I don't even know how to guide them through this. And so I told the publisher, I was like, whatever I write about, I think it needs to be heavy on the friendship message and also how to use social media wisely. Yeah. So um, that's really just the premise of the book is just, you know, knowing who you are in God's eyes and knowing that, you know, the world will tell you all kinds of opinions and thoughts that they have about you. But mm-hmm. ultimately, the truth about you is, you know, what God says about you in the Bible and finding your worth and your value through your identity in Christ. So good. Solid stuff that I love to talk about. So, you know, I'm so into that message. And um, and I love because it's also just really practical. Like you really give helpful, practical tools for girls to use as they think through things, as they approach all these decisions they're making. I know I met with our, um, our churches, uh, were kind of revamping our junior high youth group and all the girls leaders met to talk about what to do with the junior high girls. And so I suggested that book and all the leaders went through it and just loved it. So if any of you listening, um, if you're involved in youth ministry, junior high, high school, anything like that, this is a book that would be excellent to recommend to your youth ministry program. Well, thank you. Thank For you. Sure. Well, yeah. and it's it's funny how God and I'm sure you feel like this writing your book that you think you're writing a message to help other people, but I needed that message so much as I was writing <sighs> yeah. it that year. I was like, I need this message because I'm more of a people pleaser than I think I am, uh-huh. and um, and I really learned a lot about myself in writing that uh, too. Like uh, I know this stuff in my head, but how can I apply it in my heart? So true. Oh, I I experience that all of the time. So yeah, we, we get blessed by the work we do. I love that. Well, when I first reached out to Carrie to get her on this show, I was like, I'm kind of curious what kind of conversations go on in an all-girl home. Somebody that I know is doing a great job of raising her girls to love God and uh, just to grow up well. And I thought, I want to know kind of what they talk about. What are they looking for in a boy? Because I'm raising those boys out there. that <laughs> We have those conversations. And so I wanted to bring Carrie on to just have a, a really open conversation. And she's got a few blog posts that we're going to link to that will be really encouraging to everyone listening because you do have those conversations, right? You talk about boys, mm-hmm. even on your blog, you talk about boys. Uh, give me some of some insight into what goes on in your home as you have these conversations. I will. 
And, you know, it's funny, I, I guess we have the conversations about boys as a lot of times when we're just driving to school and somehow mm-hmm. the story just works into the conversation. I'm always trying to think of, you know, something that might have been something that happened to me or a friend of mine or just things that they need to see as red flags, just kind of what a healthy relationship looks like, not only with yes. girls, but also with guys. Mm-hmm. And um, but I will say some of the best, probably some of the best things that I've learned have come from listening to them talk with their friends about boys mm-hmm. Because oh, wow. that's when you can really, that's when you really find out when there's a slumber party. And I'm not saying they just sit and gossip about boys all the time, but it is oh, very yeah. interesting that even when they're little, I remember when they're talking about their kids at school and the boys and the girls, that there's always a few names. And it's probably a small handful of people that, that everybody agrees. Yeah, he's a nice guy. And I remember this happened one time and the girls were probably in second grade and they were like, he holds the door open for me or he says, God bless you when I sneeze. And Mm -hmm. I was just thinking these girls pick up on the the smallest clues, even Mm -hmm. when they're young. And And I think if these boys just realize that. Um, you know, another example, I remember when my daughter was in sixth grade and they were talking about how the first semester, the girls had the top lockers and the boys had the bottom lockers. And then second semester it switched. So the girls had the bottom lockers and the girls were getting frustrated because they're like, yeah, you know, Joe will get his books out of his locker and just let it fall over all over my head. You know, uh-huh. but there was, there was one boy and I'm sure these boys just don't think about it. They're just trying to get their books. Sure. But, they all talked about this one guy that would stand back. Like he's so polite. He lets us all get our books first. And then he goes and gets his books out of the top locker. So I would think for boy moms, just to know, just to tell your sons that these girls, it's so interesting that they pick up on the the tiniest gestures Mm -hmm. and they really do notice those little things that make a guy a gentleman. Oh man. I love that. I'm glad. I'm glad they notice. (laughs) Yes, yes. And I will also say, too, you know, when you ask, especially the older girls, the teenage girls, what they like in a guy, I would say the number one thing they all say is a sense of humor. Oh, they all like a sense of humor. But, you know, the trick with that is a lot of boys think they're funny, but they're teasing the girls and they do not like that. You know, like he's rude or he was making fun of me. So they don't like a sense of humor where it's at their expense. Sure. I, I, and I, I think what it is, I think they just, and I remember liking guys who were funny and it's just, yeah. it just breaks the ice and it, it just does. breaks the awkwardness and it makes it like just a real friendship and a conversation. Oh, I love that. My, my parents both have great sense of senses of humor. And, and I remember my mom telling me that when she first met my dad and was falling in love, he just made her laugh all the time. And she thought, mm-hmm. well, what more could I want in life than just laugh my way through life with somebody? <laughs> I right. That. I know. It's so yeah. true. It is. It is. Well, that is good. I love to know that some of the young girls are taking mental note. And you want to think that, uh, you know, sometimes girls are drawn to the bad boys. And yet mm-hmm. I believe that's usually just for a season. I know for me, I, I stumbled into that some what growing up. And yet by the time they get through that stage, you know, you got to sometimes get through the, the stage where you're trying to figure out who you are and what you're doing. But if you're raising girls that are looking for a gentleman, oh, there's not a whole lot of them out there, but we're glad that they're looking. I'm glad they're taking notes. Well, I'm just thankful for the work that you're doing because I think it's, it's just so important to be intentional and to teach these values. And, um, and especially as a mom with a son, I think that there's so much potential to teach them what girls like and how to treat a woman and how to treat a girl that it might not come naturally to them. And it might be something that they don't think about, but that can really help them have those good relationships. Yes. Oh, I so agree. I so agree. Well, you wrote one blog post that I'll link to in our notes just about the importance of having boys as friends, guy friends in their life. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, that goes back to something when I was releasing my first book. Somebody told me that 
they'd come across this story of this man telling his son, he's like, you basically have a choice, son. You know, when it comes to girls, you can choose to be a protector or you can choose to be a predator. Mm. And that's, that's something I often share with girls when I'm talking to them about boys is that's what you're looking for. Is this guy a protector or a predator? And just yeah. really, you know, tuning into your, your so instincts good. and seeing yep. those red flags. And, and like I said, girls, you know, once you tell them that they can pick up on clues and they can, mm. you know, I remember in fifth grade, there was this boy in the, um, my daughter's class and that parents had to come watch something the kids were doing like a play. And he just picked up his two year old little sister and put her on his hip and went over to his friends. And I'm like, that's a protector. Mm. You know, that's oh, a perfect that. example that he has yep. that protective instinct. And I think those are just early signs of who's going to be a good husband and a good father. Um, so really just helping boys think about that. And I mean, I'm sure one conversation that boy moms have all the time is how do you work against this culture or work with this culture where, you know, the culture is telling them that being a man is, you know, taking advantage of girls or, you know, doing all the things you don't want them doing. And so it's hard, you know, teaching them to be a protector and going against the grain of what might be taught out there in the culture. Right. Well, you say that, and though I think that a lot of parents don't know how to have those conversations and they shy away from it. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you mentioned that because that's good encouragement to just have the conversation, moms. I mean, our boys are getting all kinds of mixed messages, and I do think that they're listening. And I think if we sit down and just talk openly about what's going on in the culture, especially as is age appropriate, when they're young, they may not understand it. But as they get older, using those words, protect or predator, they're going to understand that and let them know that there's some good, beautiful girls out there that are looking for the protectors, that it really does matter. And that I think is just so important. Those conversations can't have too many of them. Right. You know, another another thing in that article that I know you'll be linking to that the story I open with, and I often think about this as far as a protector and what does that look like in high school and college? But um, a friend of mine told me that when she went to college, she was not a drinker in high school, but she went out with some sorority sisters mm-hmm. her freshman year of college. They gave them each a pint of vodka and like, you know, here you go. So she's like, I mm-hmm. just drank it obediently. And then, you know, hours later, passed out behind a dumpster. Oh. And but she said, you know, thankfully, one of my best guy friends from high school saw me. He scooped me up. He brought mm-hmm. me back to my dorm and I woke up the next day. And granted, she made a mistake. She was doing something she shouldn't have been doing. But the fact that he made that choice, that he was a protector, and then we hear stories where boys don't make that choice, where they yep. take advantage of the girl in that situation. Totally. Yes. And I just think those kind of illustrations can go a long way in teaching yep. sons, like, this is what it looks like in real life. For sure. Yeah, I hope everyone will click on that link and read that article. And and you refer to it, um, to the story that was in the news about another dumpster, right, where another mm-hmm. girl was found. And I remember hearing that one um, where she did not uh, it was not a protector that came along and it was a predator. <laughs> no. it didn't end the the same way so that is such an important message and I also actually loved you put a song in the end right I'm trying to remember but everyone yes. has to go read it because it's such a great message I mean, yeah. it's, it's a country song right I'm assuming it is and it's funny <laughs> it's, as I was writing this message I heard the song on the radio and I'm like that's exactly what I've been trying to put into words uh, with this but I think the title is take a drunk girl home And it's basically like, what does a guy do with a drunk girl? You know, and he's like, you take her home, you make sure she's safe. You know, you put her keys on the countertop and then you leave. You don't take advantage of that about leaving a note on the counter. Oh, I just, I was like, oh, that's a good guy. I know, exactly. So that's, you know, and that's having daughters. I'm like, oh, you just hope that those kind of guys are around. 
Um, and in that story where the guy did take advantage of the girl behind the dumpster, I thought another interesting element of that was the two guys who rescued her didn't know her. You know, there were two guys riding by on a bike and mm-hmm. they were protectors, even though they saw this they predator were. taking advantage of this girl. They didn't know this girl. They could have easily have kept on going, but they didn't. They yeah. stopped and went. They could tell that something was not right. And they went and rescued that girl. And oh, so I think that's an important message is that, is. yes, we might be inclined to look out for the people that we know and that we love and we went to high sure. school with. But just in this day and age and all the things that go on, it's just having that mindset of looking out for people and doing the right thing. Mm, I love that. That is such a good point. So good. And, you know, I've told my boys that in this day and age, they might open a door for a girl and it might offend her. Right. Some girls mm-hmm. don't want that. And I said, do it anyway. And yes. They do it, and I'm, yes. I'm glad. <laughs> yes. No, I, 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 I'm with you. I would think that I think that probably maybe who they're wanting to attract would appreciate that. I was and, just um, going to say the right girl will appreciate The right it. girl. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, I told my, my daughter, we were at Starbucks um, about a year ago after church and I was buying coffee for the girls and I was about to pull up my wallet to pay for the coffee. And I see this $20 bill, like fly over my shoulder, like a hand. And it's my husband coming in behind me, just handing mm-hmm. the money to the cashier. And I don't know why that I was like, that just made me feel good. Even though I was perfectly capable of paying, I actually had cash on me that particular day, uh-huh. but just the fact that he was stepping in to cover it. And to uh-huh. me, I, I think there's something innate and I can't say all girls, but a lot of girls that you just like men who do that. You do. Absolutely. Especially when it's cash. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. No, exactly. that is so good. I think that's how God wires us and it's it's how it's supposed to be. So I hope we can hold on to this as long as possible in our culture. Well, you wrote another article I'd love to hear you just touch on. And again, we'll link to this one as well. But you were talking about what you would want um, boys to know if you could talk to boys, right? Is that, I forget right. the exact title. Um, yes. I'd yes. want a son to know. Just maybe highlight a couple of the things you would want a son to know. As a girl mom, mom to four girls here, and you talk to a whole lot of girls out there and girl moms, what um, is something you would want a son to know? One is to really appreciate your talents and to know that you could lose your talents the next day. Mm, Um, You know, none of us are guaranteed, whether you're a writer or a baseball player or a football player, that, you know, just to really be grateful and realize that your talents are a gift from God. I love that. You know, I just think, um, you know, especially with boys with playing sports that and I tell this to my girls who cheer and do dance, you know, one injury, you can be out. But, oh, you know, yep. you can't put your identity in those things and you can't, you know, think it's your own strength and your own natural Amen. gifting that is that's right. given you that talent in the first place. That that really is a gift from God for you to it use is. in that season. That was one. And then another one was something I heard a girl, a guy tell me a few years ago. But basically, he said that when he was in school at one of the schools here in my community, this was back in the 80s, he said mm-hmm. that the mindset for boys was you are responsible for a girl's reputation the entire time you're with her. Mm-hmm. And what he said is like you didn't go around talking about your girlfriend or just bragging about anything, but you mm-hmm. protected your girl. You're, if you had a girlfriend, you protected her. Mm-hmm. You were responsible for her. You're responsible for bringing her home to her parents in better condition than you picked her up You mm-hmm. know. That, and I just think that's such a powerful message for sons to hear that, oh my goodness. you know, bring her home in better condition than when you pick her up. Enrich yep. her life somehow and, you know, protect her reputation. That. You don't want to be the one, you know, bringing her down sure. in any way, not even a sexual way, but just, you yep. know, you, you're responsible for her reputation when you're with her. Oh, my and, goodness. Uh, that is such a good, I hope that everyone listening can have that conversation with their son. So yes, kind of that. mature thinking for a teenage mm-hmm. boy, but yeah. I think. I think it's important. 
Yes. And, and I remember when I was writing my first book for teen girls, I would say the first draft I had in 20 years, you'll think this in 20 years, you'll think this. Mm. And my editor told me they can't think 20 years ahead. (laughs) She was like, maybe five years, but it's really hard for them to think long term. And I think that's something that we really can bring to the table as parents is that long term perspective that, you know, when you're older and, you know, here's another example to to play into that concept that um, in our, I have a friend here and she has her ex-boyfriend from high school that lives here and another one of his ex-girlfriends lives here and their kids were all in high school together. But, you know, she's like, our relationship was very innocent. You know, we just dated for a few months. It was very innocent. You know, his relationship with his other girlfriend was, you know, lasted several years. It was not as innocent. And it was really heartbreaking when they broke up. But she's like, we can hang out as families. We, we, oh. we still have, I still have a friendship with him and our kids are friends. And there's not that awkwardness there that exists with the other family just because of what happened in high school. Oh, I and love that. that's just something you don't think about when you're a teenager. And it is no. good to keep in mind. Um, it is. And I think we can share our, you know, a story like that will probably make more sense to our kids than just saying, trust me, in, in 20 years, you know, if we tell those stories, if we share examples, they're going to they're going to um, connect with that a lot more. Mm-hmm, exactly. And, and, you know, the other thing, I think one of the other points from that article, too, is um, just being on guard against pride. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you, you could speak more to this having boys, but I, I think it's very interesting that from what I hear that, you know, one of the number one struggles that boys and men struggle against is pride and whereas women and girls are insecurity. And it's almost Mm. like boys give themselves too much credit. Girls don't (laughs) give themselves enough credit. So, yeah, I just think that's kind of interesting. And so, um, you know, just humility and, you know, that's something for all of us, but, you know, especially it would be, you know, they live in a day and age where if you are a superstar, you're getting praised. It's hard not to let it go to your head. That's right. um, you know, getting the likes and the validation on social media. So that's an important message for the the boys oh, and the girls of this generation. Right. It is so important. I love that. Well, I've seen some pictures online of your girls maybe going to prom dances or something. And, mm-hmm. and I don't expect you to share anything that they wouldn't want you to share. But have your girls done some dating or is it more just friendship dating? Yes, we um, well, kind of my husband's rule is like no official boyfriends until 16. And, um, yes. And so my daughter's had, you're going to say like 26. (laughs) Well, he, he, if it was up to him, it would be 26. Um, but of course, you know, they kind of had had interest before that, but, um, we just really try to encourage it to just take it slowly and just to really focus on the friendship. You know, I've had a million conversations about, you know, keeping it innocent, really focusing on the friendship. And if you do focus on the friendship, you know, and you break up, it's not going to be heartbreaking. It leaves the door open to maybe go out when you're 25, when you really can date at that point in time and you're both more mature. Um, Yeah. And, you know, the the dates that they've had so far have been, you know, answered prayers in several cases. And so that's been really good. Uh, My daughter's homecoming date from this year was the same boy that she'd gone with last year. They just have a great friendship He's half Greek like she is, just mm. a really good guy. And wow. so um, so it's been good. But, you know, we definitely, I'm definitely not one of those girl moms who pushes boyfriends and yes. any of that sooner than possible. Right. And and I will say that my husband, he's a very laid back, pretty chill guy. But I would say I've seen a different side of him when it comes to boys, that uh, he's he's protective and I appreciate sure. that. And I think the uh, girls appreciate that too. So not all the time, but maybe after the fact, yes. but, um, but I think that's really important for girls to have some male figure in their life. That's doing that for them. And that's not, right. that's willing to make it awkward or embarrassing sometimes to, you know, he, Harry says, if I'm not embarrassing them occasionally, I'm not doing my job. <laughs> so, so true. 
Yeah. Yes. Well, for the people listening who have girls as well as boys or might be like me, just super weirdly curious about what it would be like to have girls, you've got something else coming out besides the book very soon that I would love for you to tell everyone about. And this has been kind of a secret for a while, but I've been um, putting a little peer pressure on you, I know. And so would you tell us what's going to be coming out? Yes. Well, soon, probably I would say in February, I'll be announcing a new podcast called the Girl Mom Podcast, inspired by you. And that's what your (laughs) listeners need to know is that I know a lot of you have not met Monica personally, and I haven't met her personally, but I feel like we do have that friendship through the internet. And and I would not have done it if it wasn't for your encouragement. Mm. I really would not have. And I really, you gave me that friendly push, but you also gave me that confidence to do it. So thank you. Um, I will be listening. I can't wait. It's been, it's been fun. And, you know, my husband has Fridays off and I spent a lot of time by myself writing and doing all of that. And so it's been fun because he's helping me with the technical part Mm. and it's been just a new project for us to take on together. So I've really enjoyed it in that sense that it's something I'm not doing alone. Oh, absolutely. um, And I think people would love to hear from your husband as well. I think it'd be fun to hear from a girl dad. Well, that's so funny. We were just talking about that this morning and my dad told me the same thing last night. You need to get Harry on there. Yeah, um, for sure. Yes, oh, we definitely will do that. So fun. Well, I'll link to anywhere. Um, I don't know if there's a link to that yet, but we'll make sure and I'll be reminding people in future episodes that the Girl Mom podcast is coming out and you can hear all kinds of wisdom for raising those girls and Carrie's darling accent as well. So I think that's going to be super fun. Well, before we close, I would love to throw out a few fun questions. And I was just laughing to myself getting ready Um, to throw these out because I'm like, how do I ask her the boy mom questions? So we're going to kind of switch them up and, and make them girl mom questions. So are you ready for that? I am. Okay. Well, I always ask boy moms, what is one boy mom essential that you use on the daily that you can't imagine life without? So I'm just curious. It may be the same thing as a boy mom would say, but what is a girl mom essential that you depend on? Um, that is a great question. I wouldn't <laughs> say we use this daily, but this is something that is the way to a girl's heart. And we definitely use it weekly. And that is cookie dough. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that it. is, you know, we even have a, a local place that they sell cookies, but you can buy the cookie dough ready made mm. just to stick in the oven. So and good. my girls love to bake. And there's just something about making cookies that I feel mm. like is a universal thing that girls oh. love. I do too. Granddaughters, that's what I'm counting on. <laughs> uh, you're going to be the best grandmother. I, mean, I, I hope, I pray my girls meet boys like yours. I just, uh, you've done a super job. Well, someday we're going to just have to get together as a family and make sure that they all do meet. That's okay, right. Next question. If I were to enter your home, what sign would I see that it's a girl home? <laughs> so, oh, that would, that's good. Um, lots of pink. Uh, and I was wondering. I yeah, wanted to yeah. ask, do they actually wear pink? Oh. Yeah, just a lot of pink, just pink things and um, lots of shoes. And uh, then probably probably the most telling thing in our house is in our basement. And um, after we had the tree fall on under a few years ago, we got to renovate down there and make it what we wanted. Oh. So that was one benefit of that tragedy but um, or that, yeah. that event. Yes. Um, but we have a stage down there. And stage. we also have a stage. And we also that would have, have been big, my dream as a uh, child. <laughs> I, know, I know. That's what, like, we talked about moving. And my 10-year-old is like, no way. We cannot leave this house. You know, what other house can you build to put a stage in the basement? So what do they so, do? But it's a little it? stage. Oh, they make up plays. They put oh. on shows. They do karaoke. I mean, we just oh got goodness. some curtains last year so they can do it, you know, open Not and close even. them. 
Okay, so they, I have to come to your house. I want to see a show. Oh, oh, they would love it. It's become a tradition on uh, January, December 23rd. It's my daughter's birthday that she and her friends in the neighborhood will put on a show for the parents. I mean, just a tiny little group for us. But this it. past time, her older sisters were watching and then they got up and started doing karaoke with their friends. Oh, and so we just fun. laughed. It was so fun. Just good, clean. And is, there, is there space for adults to gather? Like, can you get some seats in there? Mm-hmm. It's just one big open room. <sighs> so and that. What we also did in that room, and this is good for any girl moms out there, we um, did a big mirror on the wall. Oh. And so that has made it great for not to promote any vanity or anything, <laughs> but um, but more for like my girls who cheer and dance that we yeah. they can watch themselves as they're doing their toe touches or practicing their dance. That wall has come in really handy and it's given us a place when their instructors need a, a last minute spot somewhere to meet to teach, oh you know, goodness. six or seven girls. So those, those are two telling brilliant. signs that we have at home. Oh my goodness, for sure. Yeah. When I was young, I remember I would, I had a girlfriend that was such a good sport, but I was the one that would be like, let's make a routine. And (laughs) after dinner, I would make all the adults watch us go in our yard and do, I don't even know what we did, but I called it a routine and I was a big dork, but I would have loved a stage. (laughs) I love it. I love it. It's not too late. You can build it now when those grandkids come. Super. I love that idea. Um, Okay. One more question for you. I'm curious in all the different pregnancies you had at some point, you must have wondered if you might be having a boy. Did you have a boy name picked out? I did. I actually, for some reason, I thought I was going to have twins with my second child. I don't know why, but, um, (laughs) but if I did, I had a plan that if I had twin boys, they would be named Harry and Jack after my husband and my dad. Oh, now that's sweet. Mm -hmm. Do you have twins in your family? No, my sister-in-law had twins. And so I think just going through it with her, it, it just sure. kind of just watching her. I was like, maybe I could do this. That looks actually kind of fun. So Kind of fun and kind yeah. of crazy, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> I think I'm thankful. I used to think that too. And now I see moms with twins and I'm like, wow, that for anyone listening that's got twins, I just, you know, lots of prayers for you because it does look like a lot of work, but I love that. And your husband's name is Harry. That's so fun. I love right. that name. <laughs> I love old fashioned names. I do too. I do too. Uh, Super. Well, I would love to ask you to share any piece of wisdom that you might have uh, if you were to look back on a younger Carrie, maybe when you're just getting started with your girls, uh, something that you would tell yourself back in those days if you could now and that might encourage some of the listeners. Right. I, um, I just think that you're bombarded with so many messages and people telling you what to do. And if I had to give advice to my younger self or to a younger mom, I would say just to really focus on values. Mm-hmm. And I just remember as a young mom, you don't really understand why that matters and why that's important. Just teaching mm-hmm. them honesty and kindness and integrity. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I can say that now, you know, having older kids and just seeing the culture and the scene at older ages, that you realize as kids grow up, the choices they make really come out of their values values. And it's hard to teach. It's not impossible, but it's just, it's harder to teach values as they get older, you know, and so so just instilling those things early, I think it determines what kind of boy they're attracted to, what kind of girl they're attracted to as a Mm -hmm. friend, Um, you know, what, what friend group they want to hang out with. And so I just think it all really goes back to values and nobody ever pointed that out to me as a young mom. And you can't, you can't say it too much, right? Like sometimes Mm -mm. you feel like you're bringing up a topic over and over, but it does start to sink in. So can't, right. can't say it too much. Oh, I love that. Great advice. Well, so good. Well, um, again, I'm going to have lots of links in the show notes to this episode for sure. But if somebody's listening and they just want to go track you down and follow you on social media or run to your website right now, can you tell everyone where they can find you? 
Sure. I am on um, on Instagram at Carrie Kempakis, on Facebook at Carrie Kempakis Writer, and then my blog is CarrieKempakis.com. That's right. Beautiful site. And I'll be linking to all that. And as soon as that podcast is out, we'll be sure to link to your podcast as well. And then um, I think the book is already, you can already pre-order it. Is that right? Did I see it online? Yes. Yes. They just put the link up recently. So it's out there. Um, So good. I'm going to link to that as well. I can't wait to read it. I know it's going to be good. Well, Carrie, I can't thank you enough for your time. I know people are going to want to have you back on. So I hope you'll come back and chat with us more in the future. Thank you, Monica. Definitely. And when I get mine doing interviews too, I want to have you on my podcast as well. So fun. I love it. Well, God bless and aloha. Okay. Thank you. Take care. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Carrie. I sure did. It's so much fun talking to a girl mom. And if you've got girls or know anyone that does, please be sure to check out all the places you can find Carrie and be sure to keep your eyes out for her new Girl Mom podcast coming out very soon. Again, you'll find links to the articles we discussed, to Carrie's website, books, everything else over in show notes. And I'd love to hear from you over there. If you want to leave a comment, tell me what you enjoyed about this episode, maybe leave a question for Carrie or myself. You can do all of that at monicaswanson.com forward slash episode dash 39. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast community. And I hope you'll continue to spread the word to your friends about the Boy Mom podcast. It means so much to me. Hey guys, next week I do have a really great interview all ready for you. It's something completely different once again, something I've never done before. And I think you're going to love the topic. It's very practical and very encouraging. So be sure to tune in next week. Once again, if you haven't left a rating or review, it would mean so much to me if you would take just a second to hop over to Apple Podcasts and leave me those stars and maybe a few words of a review. Thank you so much in advance. Okay, have a wonderful rest of your week and until next time, aloha.